episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title, Demon Hunting with the Southern Sheriff by Lexi George. If you like small town romances and murder with the panache of the paranormal, this is the book for you. It's got Southern Sheriff with hardcore Jim Hopper vibes. Hello, I just watched the Stranger Things season four trailer. Can you tell? It's got demons. It's got a badass heroine. It's got romance. Come on. It's got all the things, y'all. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title, Demon Hunting with the Southern Sheriff by Lexi George. Get on it! Get it now at kensingtonbooks.com or wherever books are sold. Now on the episode. Kingdom podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm with Brendan. We're doing this. Hello. Oh man, listen. I'm punchy. I'm punchy tonight. How are you? I just punched my microphone. <laughs> it's a punchy kind of day. Yeah, like that. That's violence oh, in the system. See what happens you know, when you give someone authority. I should not have authority over anything. I think that is well established. Can it? <laughs> I mean, and as your microphone will attest. Yeah. I do my best and she just beats me. To be fair, I am actually very good to my microphone. I take extraordinary care of my microphone. Um I'm I'm I love I love my beautiful mic very much. Treats me very well. But that doesn't mean I'm like responsible in general just because I treat my microphone well. See, this and is here's, what she here's says, how and then behind here's, closed here's, doors. Here's how we know this. Um I'm going to eat some cake. <laughs> you know what, buddy? Go for it. It's you Monday. You've got a cocktail. I've got cake. I'm very stressed out. I have so much I have to read in the next <laughs> less us. than 48 hours. Tell us all the things. Don't even worry. Don't even trip on it, dog. I have a very fun interview tomorrow that I'm excited about at 11 a.m. And I have to read approximately 500 pages before then. Like you do. Yeah. And then... To record an episode on Wednesday. Mind you, this is three recordings in one week, baby. Um, I oh, then buddy. have to uh, read a whole other old-timey book that I've only read the first 15 pages of. We're talking like uh, thematically old-timey or like, like... We're talking like old-timey, old-timey. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, your girl's having a mo. Allie got me an egg cake. It does... That does it look is, like an egg. It is an egg. I don't know what's inside of it. Um, she gave me cake chores. I did not consent to cake chores. But we're going to find out together. And eventually we'll talk about something. But before then, I wanted to eat my cake. So no, cake, cake chores are important. We got to do the cake chores. First. I am having to eat it with a spork because we had no clean forks. Also because um, sporks are just the superior utensil. And eventually. So, good news. There's a lot of cream in it. <laughs> Not the first time that our our <laughs> listeners have heard that on this show, this program. Mm. There's oh, a yeah. lot of cream. That <laughs> yeah, looks creamy. <laughs> I see it. I hear it. 
It's a creamed egg. It's a so, chocolate aioli. So glad I have this beverage. <laughs> I'm gonna look you over here at my very me? clean banker's lamp and. <laughs> Brendan, you know what this reminds me of? I'm worried to ask, but hit me with it. What does it remind So you know how you I traveled recently? More worried. Go on. Well, I had to go see my family. In D.C., the place of vampires and degenerates. The birthplace of creamy eggs. Oh, God, they got their eggs so creamy down there. Yeah. Um. Well, so I, I decided, listen, I had a strat because I'm still very careful and concerned about COVID. And, for um, sure, for sure, for sure. Because shit's still whack out there, fam. I know we yeah. want to pretend like it's not, but it's still whack. Anyway. It's still happening. Got to be smart. Got to keep your guard uh, up. Honestly, I was like not enthused about going on an airplane. That's fair. Because I have not, not been on an airplane now in like three years. Yeah. And um, I just the idea of being in an enclosed space with that many people who are going to do some masky uh, bullshit the whole right? time. It's not the for plane. like six hours. It's not the flying. I'm good with that. <clears throat> no. With people. It's the disgusting air that I was going to have to breathe. Um, yeah. So on, anyway, I was the very stressed out, very anxious. I was so anxious. I got into the airport and I was like, wow, I'm experiencing a very high level of anxiety right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I had a strap. I, I can't go that long without food because I'm a delicate waif and <laughs> I need food. Um, I, I, got the hypo, I got the hypoglycemia. I don't know. I don't think I do. I think I just got to eat a lot. But it is I, the right thing. I, here's the thing. Here's my strat. I decided I needed to get snacks that I could eat very quickly in one single bite so that when I went to the bathroom to eat, so that I wouldn't be around anybody, I could eat it very quickly and not raise suspicions that I was having a small feast in an airplane bathroom. I do like that your strategy was not go to the bathroom and just take as much time as you want. It's, I have to eat quickly because to the bathroom, oh, no. you wouldn't be rude. I don't want to be rude. There's only two bathrooms on the plane. Yeah. And I don't know if somebody's going to like blast off in their seat or something in a minute if I don't get out of there. So instead, so, you go for prime chipmunk strategy. Just well, as, as much mean, in your face as you can get. The issue is twofold. I have a very small mouth. Secondly, um, I was limited sorry, my snack choices. I'm sorry, listeners, <laughs> to reveal these secrets to you. Like metaphorically, no, but physically, I have a very small mouth. Every dentist I've ever been to has been like, "Wow, you have a mouth the size of a six-year-old," and I'm like, "Yes, I know." <laughs> That's so a anyway, thing to say. it's very especially when their fingers are in your mouth. It's been, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Next online dating profile, I'm told I have the mouth of a six-year-old. Just leave it at that. No, oh, I don't think so. Just no supplemental details. Just. But Brenton, I thought I was being so smart. Because here's the deal. Here's what I thought. You, you often are, so. Sometimes. Well, hit or miss. But here's the deal is I was looking for snacks that I was looking for cheese sticks. I was looking for pretzels. Stuff that it would not make me super thirsty or anything that I would need to wash away with consistent drinking yeah, of waters. Yes. Salty carbs. But like stuff that would that. fill me up. Because I needed, I needed a meal to last me from California to D.C. Right. So I settled on the only thing available to me. Because everything, everything had meat. All these little platters, all these mm. little things, all the even all the cheese sticks were wrapped in salami, and I don't eat meat, so I was like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" Right. So here's what I found. Okay. I found eggs. Like hard boiled. <laughs> like hard boiled. Just, just, just. They sell them by the sack. 
they were offering you eggs <laughs> in this trying to who sells them by the sack did you get this from a legitimate like egg dealer or is this just some <laughs> random person with a sack full of eggs like do you want one <laughs> I thought it was so smart getting a twofer, getting a two sack. Oh. <laughs> I get on the plane and I I mean they I, well, I don't eat the eggs. I take a while because I as I'm sitting there I start to realize what terrible thing I've done. <laughs> and I've burdened myself with a egg and well two uh, eggs. Two and then I'm like <laughs> dry, hard boiled eggs. Well, from some random person's see, sack in luckily the Luckily, they're peeled. So they're in this kind of sack and they're kind of slip sliding oh. around in there because they're, because they're sloppy, sloppy peeled eggs. We're using the word lucky. Okay. This is a new well, use of the word the I am not familiar with. The alternative is I have to peel the egg in the bathroom and then risk getting shell everywhere. Okay. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. No part of this sounds good. I don't know why you were like, genius, yes, eggs, either. I can just slurp well, them out of their packaging. Here's what I didn't account for. I, so I hustled the off to the thing. bathroom. I've got my eggs tucked into my sleeve. I'm going to the bathroom because I can't go into the bathroom with people seeing I have food. And I get in there and I open up the package. Got a hygiene. And eggs. immediately it's like I ripped the worst beefer in all of creation. Because <laughs> oh, the God. two eggs smelled so bad. They smelled so bad, so, Brendan. So you got two rotten eggs from some random person no, selling no, they them weren't in rotten. fluid. These was just stinky. They was just stinky. And so, but I had to, I committed. I couldn't, there was no way to seal them back up. I couldn't not eat the eggs. I love that you're like, these eggs don't smell nice, but I'm still going to put them in my mouth. Like, my alternative was I go hungry and then I put the eggs in the toilet or or I put them back in my sleeve. And then, mind you, I'm contaminating the rest of the airplane with the smell either way. So, like, there's no win-win. I had to just eat the eggs. So I, I yeah, just you- ate two hard-boiled eggs, plain, no nothing, shoved them in my gob in a row in about a minute. <laughs> In, in an airplane bathroom and then put my mask back on and went to my seat. 5,000 words. Enemies to lovers. <laughs> and that's how I met my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I joined the Mile Egg Club. <laughs> Every part of this story I regret knowing. Well, so now now I have... now I This is brought up because my cake is shaped like an egg. We're less than 10 minutes into this. I know we spent 10 minutes talking about me eating a hard-boiled egg in an airport bathroom. I mean, (laughs) which is less time than it needed and more time than we wanted. More, certainly more time than it deserved. I don't know about, well, it's sort of the, sort of the Batman thing. It's the, the deserve versus what we, what we need. It's not, it's not the story we needed, but it is the story I think we deserve. You're right. My personal story, my personal Batman origin story is I had to eat eggs in an airplane bathroom. Two, two, two eggs. Two, two very dense, unseasoned, hard-boiled eggs in a row in an airplane bathroom. There's an uh, alternate universe where... I was sitting on the toilet, in case where, you're wondering. Of course. There's an alternate universe where you, yeah. you don't eat them. You refuse. You try and flush the eggs, and the hard-boiled eggs back up the... The plane toilet and somehow and then causes I flood the, the plane. Yeah, which causes it to crash and explode, and you're the only survivor. And the guilt forces you to become a hero. 
It's the exact opposite of the always sunny meme. Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Danny DeVito would not be giving you these. Even Danny DeVito would be like, <laughs> that was a, Abigail, that was a bit much is what he'd say. I love you more than this. You deserve better uh, than this. You deserve better than two nasty hard-boiled eggs in an airplane even, bathroom. That is at least the time. third or fourth nastiest place I've ever eaten an egg. God. Okay. <laughs> Why third or fourth on this very specific Well, list? I don't want to get too personal. But <laughs> This is going to be like, this is the... You, you just sprinkled <laughs> these details in and the egg thing is going to come up again in like 50 episodes. Listen, I eat an egg a day and sometimes I eat two eggs a day. Your wiki and the, the wiki page entry for the Kingdom of Thirst podcast is just going to be amazing. Like they're just going to be further notes. Everybody is sitting there typing <laughs> one egg a day, fourth or third worst time in this specific airport on this date. And then there's going to be like an editor's note, like, where do we have the other two or three? Let me just say, it's not the first time I've eaten an egg in a bathroom. The fair. I mean, you got everybody, <laughs> everybody at least the once. You got to know, yeah. you got to test. Gotta I didn't have you're... a lot of friends in middle school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what's, uh, here's what's shitty about that. Here's what fucking sucks about that is I wish I was joking. Aside from the eggs. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Anyway, so we're here for a reason. Um, (laughs) Please, God, what is this reason? Hey, Brendan, do you remember? Do you remember what we talked about last time you were on the show? I don't have. Oh, the last time I thought you were going to say before the show, I was going to joke that I don't remember what we spoke about beforehand, but I actively have no memory. I wouldn't ask you that. I wouldn't ask you to remember that. Memory's been purged. What did we talk about? You don't remember at all? Not even a little bit? For those at home? Um, I do remember time travel okay and, um or maybe kind of time travel it was like mm-hmm. yeah and ro- it was and both nobility. it was like it was both it was and, both things it was not time travel and it was also time travel and also gratuitous violence vis-a-vis clan warfare i think <laughs> yeah it stuck yeah, out yeah 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 <laughs> The, the bloodshed <laughs> yeah. stuck out like it so often does. And it was like all at the end, too. It was wild. Yeah. You know, get it all out in the last. Just blow your budget on the final scene. Okay. So here's the deal. Yes. To recap, mm. last December, I got, well, I was a very tired woman. And so I thought it was a good idea to buy myself a mystery box of paranormal romances used from the eBay. Yes. And in that box, I received many a goodie, many a curse, as is the way. And one of those things, one of those things I received, my dearest Brendion, was a book uh, that initially didn't look as though it fit the bill. It looks like a standard rom-com from the mid-2000s is called Highlander in Her Dreams. Right. And I was like, all right, this doesn't look like anything. Upon further inspection, I realized my error, and that was that... (laughs) It was something. (laughs) It was... Oh, it was all the somethings. And then we recorded an episode on it. This, This... Book entailed time time slips. It entailed dream sharing. It it, it, it like it, this 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 book had everything, the most, all of it, everything, everything you think of fairies, everything. We thought that this blank has everything meme. Let's see how many yeah. more memes we can shove into this episode. Okay, go on. Like just watch me become Stefan. Um, yeah. So 
here's the deal, Brendan, is that as we were wrapping up that episode, we realized that there were more books in the series. Yes, and we I, did. I proceeded to look up on eBay whether or not I could purchase the other books in the series. And very rarely have I one-clicked something so hard. Like, just <laughs> instant, didn't think about it, didn't care. Just, I bought the but whole series. Before the universe catches up and realizes it's error, you've got to slam Can't, that button. I could not, the idea that it was so easily accessible, I think I got these books for, like, like two bucks a piece, um, plus shipping, of course. You literally stole those books from those poor people. I stole the books from, the, from those poor people. And then I realized afterwards, after I'd waited to get them and read them, and that I could have also just gotten them for free on Kindle Unlimited. Um, uh, well, well. Like, like you do. C'est la vie. I would, here's the deal. I don't feel any regrets. No regrets over here, fam, because I love the fact that I own these ridiculous books. You got to be able no to one... flip the pages and smell. Well, these this one, so today we're talking about Highlander in her bed, which is technically the first one. What we read was the second one, I believe. Um, oh, this wasn't her first Highlander. No, so, well, no, it's not the same woman. Come on, get with the program. Is it the it's same diff- Highlander? It's a, di- it's a different couple. No, no. Come on now. But Although I will say this book does have a lot of borderline cheating in it that gets very uncomfortable towards the end. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah. So, uh... Wait, I just got caught up in thinking if it counts if they're both ghosts. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, Till death, this... right? Well, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. There's orgies. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. Oh, um, yeah. So this is Highlander in Her Bed by Allie McKay. And this is, I believe, the first one in the series. This one I was originally for $6.99 US, $9.99 Canadian. Um, and this book has several stamps of Betty Boop in it that were left for me as a gift. I mean, um, that's pretty rad. To got to see, oh, see the boop. <gasps> that's a great Betty Boop. Yeah, it's a good Betty Boop. And then there's also, um, somebody that it's like that, you know, when people have like return address stickers because they're real adults who send a lot of letters. Who, then they don't want to write it and they just have yeah. their, like little, yeah, it's like a stamp, but. Not with mon- monetary value. But it's just a sticker. Yeah. About with your personal it. information on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody named Imelda, uh, I, I know her personal address, um, stuck her, just stuck it in to inside the book. You know what? We're going to have to send Imelda a thank you. Yes. Thank you, Imelda. I appreciate you, you very much. Rock. You have a very cool name. Her last name, also very cool. And um, you know what? And plus the Betty Boop, this sounds like somebody like deserves a shout out. This sounds like somebody I'd like to be friends with, yeah, um, or not, depending. Because if they bought if they bought this book new, I think I have questions. Actually, well, let's not judge. This could be. I mean, you tell me. How amazing is the first of what is an incredible series? Now that we know. Here's my. So, Brendan, I don't know if you know this, but I write books. Mm, I've and heard. Heard tell. Yeah. I so I've come to view things especially when i'm reading a bigger series i always kind of like tend to after two or three books try and come up with like what i think their thesis is for their entire world like sure what what rules do i think that the author is working with as they are writing yeah um my conclusion for these books mm. nuns rules that's magic baby <laughs> that's just how magic i'm talking do. 
I'm talking nuns, nuns, nothing, no, no rules, no rules. Wait, there are nuns? There are nuns, <laughs> yes, well, yes, but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not in the <laughs> orgy, though, right? Well, might be. There's Spoilers. quite a few. There's quite a few people in that orgy. Um, I, I just, it's like, I just, there's just nothing is impossible in this world in ways that make me so livid, but also so deeply compelled. Oh. I've, I fucking blasted these babies. I, I sandblasted them with my eyeballs. That's I what, read the that, hell out of them. That is going on the next cover for the next release edition. Just, Abigail, I blasted these babies, end quote. <laughs> Gonna leave off the sandblaster bit? Okay, that's I, fine. Maybe? <laughs> I, I genuinely, like, listen, there's sometimes some very cringy stuff in these books. We talked about that in the last one. But sure. genuinely, I do very much enjoy these books. They are fucking absurd. But they are fun as hell. Mm -hmm. She just went so absolutely bug nuts with them. To begin, I'm just going to give you the, the bare bones premise, Brendan. Give me them bones. So Mara is a self-employed ghost tour guide from America. Sure. Mindu and it. she doesn't believe in ghosts because this is, of course, the mid-2000s and we can't. Skeptics are in. I feel you. Well, not it's not even that skeptics are in. It's just like if it's a rom-com. They're trying to make a rom-com. And this is like a tagline of a movie. Oh, her whole life is ghosts. Too bad she doesn't believe in them. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. We, okay. Nor does she Fine. believe in love. I know. We get Yeah, that. yeah. You, you got me. All right. So she is an American tour guide inexplicably who just kind of runs individual tours across the sea over there in England and- Over the pond. Ireland and- what all right and, you know oh, hi guys over there i know you listen sometimes and i'm so sorry about all my accents <laughs> anyway <laughs> hey um okay so she runs the two which is just baffling just step one right a, oh she doesn't even live there she just runs one woman she tours. doesn't she doesn't even believe in england and she doesn't even, yeah, England doesn't even exist. Um, so much of the world would be right. better off if that, right. anyway. Sorry, <laughs> English listeners, but you know what you did. You know your history. Um, so, like, so that's step one. She is on a break from her touring, her guiding, her ghosting. Right. She stops into an antique store. The antique store is an antique store i don't know i love those shits those places are great you know the no matter where awesome. they are bomb i will go into any antique store anywhere yeah. to see if they have cool books anyway you'll, you'll find something you want you don't know what it is i like to collect dip pens and leather gloves don't at me well, um now we know what we're getting. you're getting in the p.o box <laughs> but i wish although i have very small hands so don't even try and get gloves that will fit me because it won't work but Again, your um, wiki entry. Small hands, mouth <laughs> like six-year-old. <laughs> the eggs must have felt so large in her tiny <laughs> At least, oh, wow. It just writes itself. It shouldn't, and it does. Let me tell you, they did feel quite large, especially when I was trying to eat them in two bites. <laughs> oh, God, everything about this episode is terrible. <laughs> uh. So she stopped. 
And she goes and she sees this, like, disassembled bed frame that's, like, this monster bed frame. Um, like, huge, like, mahogany monstrosity. And she instantly is like, I want me some piece of that. But I bet that's, like, really expensive. And I so I can't have it. Also, I live in a tiny apartment. Across the ocean. Here's the deal. Here's what all of Allie McKay's um, heroines have in common. Every single one of them. Aside from Although Highlanders. Although some of them, besides from Highlanders, yes. And we'll get to how they're even more in common than that. But they all live in tiny apartments in like Philadelphia. I don't remember the exact city. I'm pretty sure it's Philadelphia. Whatever. Okay. They all hate city life, specifically leaf blowers. Every single one of them despises leaf blowers. I kind of just, at first, fair. And second, isn't that just Philadelphia? Like, I just, it's just like, it's such a specific thing. All like all of, I've read, I've read all of these books now. And I can tell you, every single one of the heroines is like secretly longing to get out of the city, but their complaints are exactly the same. And it is that leaf blowers at the top of the list. Yeah. Like, where are they, what, where are those leaves going? Serves no purpose. I have not thought of, I live in like an extremely noisy neighborhood for all that I live in in neighborhood i was gonna say residential area more or less right but like the way that things are set up i live amongst heathens and people who constantly set their houses on fire so there's constant uh fire trucks outside my window and leaf blowers and leaf blowers constantly um here's the deal i don't fucking notice i've lived in this city long enough like you just don't notice like you don't know it blends it's the sound of the city baby like you don't notice adapt i don't I miss I miss the sirens. I I miss the I I miss the warning sirens. You know that every week on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. I do. There's every every Saturday night. Um, I live in the southern end of the city for the listeners involved, and there happen to be um, sideshows. There happen to be places where people go to empty lots, and they they make their cars make loud noises yep. that I can hear yep. from my house. And every yep. time you wait and see how long until the sirens hit, and then there's still like 30 minutes of cars gunning it. And you're like, yep, Saturday night noise. It's just perfect. Mm. Scream! Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, man, that's like a minute long. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, good times. I like to say that every night in my neighborhood, someone is having the worst night of their life, and I have to be privy to it. Um, I get to the sheer amount of human misery I get to listen to every night right outside my window because my my window that my bed is directly under, which my head is directly under, faces the street and the sidewalk. Mm. And um, many benefits ev- to urban living. Sometimes I just hear people walking outside of my my like my window like on the oh yeah sidewalk outside and i just hear them go like (laughs) as the madness sets in and they fail another save yeah yeah it's wild or just like click 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 drag click 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 drag okay if it's the click click drag that might be me that's unrelated (laughs) <laughs> it's, I don't know. I never, I always kind of want to look, but then I'm always just like, you know what? You do you. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's better if I don't know. So the city's a great place to live, so I don't understand her complaints. <laughs> yeah. Side um, note, people stop moving here. <laughs> please, God. Please stop. Please stop. The rent's so high. Anyway. Uh, so she's she sees this bed. She's like, I want this bed. And um, immediately, a a man 
dressed in Highlander garb is there and he's like you can't have this bed get the hell away from my bed and she's like in the antique shop yes yeah she's like no but of course she notices oh he's so hot oh he's a hottie scotty as she says yeah he could chase me off and away from my bed any day i guess you don't need a bed huh especially because this one is disassembled um got a kilt like pick blanket just lay it down anywhere use your plaid Yeah, yeah that's pretty common um yeah, so he he goes to try and chase her off. She is, of course, undeterred. However, when she turns around, he's not there anymore. And she's like, oh, that was fucking weird. Uh, also, I can't afford this bed anyway. It doesn't matter. So she leaves without the bed. And she goes back to her hotel where there is a message for her. And it's somebody from a, uh, shall we say, highfalutin solicitor's office. Like a some sort of Ooh, lawyer. Yes. And she's like, what the hell? Um, and she is invited to dinner with this lawyer and wherein she discovers that she has been bequeathed a Scottish castle. But not a bed. But, well, not a bed, no. Um, and I bet you're wondering, how does bed play into this? We'll get there. So Ooh. he says, you got the castle? And she's like, what? So her, she is a descendant of a clan, the McDougals. And, but long, long removed. Um, Okay. But she had uh, spent some time through her touring business with a woman who owned a vast estate in Scotland. Um, And she was, they were technically like related many, 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 many generations back. They share the same last name, but they weren't related. But this old woman took such a shine to her that she bequeathed her Scottish castle to her upon her death, mostly to screw her other relatives over. Okay, fair. Yeah, Yeah. that's more believable. And it came with stipulations. She said, okay, if you want to keep the property, you need to, like, make a memorial for the family there. And you also need to, like, try and turn it into a museum or whatever. And she's like, hell yeah, that sounds great. I'll do that. That Sounds awesome. Hyper specific, but I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then she goes, okay, I'll accept one-on-one condition. And the, the lawyer goes like, awesome. Yes, what? And she's like, I want that bed. And so I guess he just gets the bed for her. He's a lawyer. He'll probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're allowed. So we enter now into the second half of this book. Well, which the is... The second half? <laughs> no, here's the deal. The second half, by which I mean that was like the first chapter, and then that was the moment when we left reality. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because at that point, we start getting a perspective of or uh, from uh, Sir... Alexander Douglas, who is the ghost who has been cursed to inhabit the bed that she now owns. And his main goal, the only thing, the only thing he is tasked with in the afterlife Mm -hmm. is preventing McDougal's from sleeping in the bed. (laughs) This is a Scottish chieftain warlord man from like the 1200s and all he does is prevent people of the McDougal line from sleeping in his bed. I'm gonna ask you, Abigail. <laughs> does there happen to be a specifics of kick. wording scheme going on in, in this book with the... Like some genie shit? No, like, talking about genie like shit? they can't sleep about? in the bed so they're gonna have to fuck. Is that no, like... that's a whole different plot line, baby. We oh, don't get there. No. Okay. Because it turns out having sex with a ghost is illegal. What? So, oh yeah. 
It's a but, bummer. By whose authority? The cosmic authority. Okay. In if that, you're asking like, me more than that in details, I don't know because it was very unclear in the book. Is there an authority or are you having another egg fever dream? Just because I'm eating egg cake as we speak. Yeah. Does not mean that my services and my expertise don't call are them not... that. <laughs> it's not mean that they're not legitimate and respectable. The cosmic authority that prevents ghosts from getting their fuck on with non ghosts. I mean, they do it. They do it once, and then he gets like pulled <sighs> to this like ethereal plane and like shot by um, <laughs> li- lightning. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And then they, every time they try and have sex after that, like he starts like flickering out of existence and he's in after. incredible pain. After. Yeah. He oh finds his way back. God. So, okay, but we're not even, we haven't even, that's even, that's after the orgy. We haven't even gone to the orgy yet. You're right. I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> You're skipping so far ahead. Where are so my So basically, manners? she, he immediately sets about to making her life hell because he despises her. Also, he despises her because she's so very beautiful and he's so attracted to uh, her, which is, of course, obvious. Hate her so much, that Hate her so much. Person. Oh, God, I want to bone her so bad. Oh, it fills me with rage and also boner. I was going to say, in his defense, <laughs> he's probably been defending that thing for a couple hundred years now, and I can't imagine You would a lot think of that he would not have sex. You would think think that he would be starved for attention you would think this but Ali McKay this wily hellion let me tell you Brendan he is not no one is being a ghost means nothing in this world you can just do whatever you want he has a body whenever it suits him (laughs) (laughs) nothing means anything I'll ask is it explained No! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've got a ghost, what is also physical, and really hates the main character, but also wants to bone down. So, like, immediately, right? Immediately, he, like, tries to scare her away by, like, putting a dagger through her nightgown in the first night that she's, like, the bed is set up in her castle and she's staying there for the first time. That's, like, second base. Well, here's the thing is she assumes that this man is stalking her. And threatening her with a, a knife through her nightgown, like he pins it to the to the mattress with his with his dirk. That's um, fair. And she assumes that he's stalking her, which is yeah. And then she just like it's fine with it. She's like, I'll handle this on my own. And <laughs> I got this, and it's kind of hot. Like she kind of tells people, she's like, I think there's a crazy dude running around on the property, like. All the servants are like, no, we know everybody. Like, there's no one. But like, if there is, we'll we'll look. Don't worry about it. We'll look. All these strapping young young lads. Yeah. yeah. Try and find him. Um, And then he's mad about that because then the strapping young lads are mooning over her and he's jealous. Um, And what basically happens is a campaign of the two of them like waging war on each other where she's trying to prove that he's not a ghost and, and is in fact just a stalker and him trying to prove that he is a ghost and also to not sleep in his fucking bed anymore. At one point, she fills her whole room with garlic because she thinks that that'll get rid of him um but he's just mm-hmm. more aroused he's like yeah garlic ah huh, amazing <laughs> so good Such an aromatic choice the it's like the, the the thing is that she's not supposed to believe in ghosts and gradually as she becomes more desperate she starts going to like remedies to like get rid of ghosts the like folk stuff um, right but it's so deeply like 
wishy-washy of when she believes in ghosts and when she doesn't, that it kind of has no point to the plot at all. Also, he's got a um, body. So. Also, he has a fucking body. Mind you, that was his ghost knife. The knife was physical <laughs> enough that it went through her nightgown and into the bed, and she could pull it out and feel it, and like... And then it just disappeared when he decided to disappear it. Because apparently he can create fucking physical matter whenever he chooses. Okay. Or a lot of poorly chosen words in that sentence. <laughs> or the perfectly chosen or, words. I'm very deliberate. Right. Dirk, it's only, it, it's really, it's one she letter She pulls off. out his Dirk and examines it and feels it heft in her hands. She's like, yeah, this is some solid matter. You know, wow. sure pinned my gown to the bed. It's so hard. <laughs> Doesn't feel ghost-like at all, checkmate. It could have been bigger, though, huh? Well, if only he'd left some ectoplasm or something. If he's if he's got control over it, I mean, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Need some cake. I guess. Sure. So all things are allowed. He's trying to he's trying to scare off. Of course, he's so entranced by her fiery nature and her lack of belief in him and his existence yeah i mean i also get heavily attracted to people who deny my existence so they go on a fantastical um horse ride where like she doesn't know how to ride a horse but she's determined to ride a horse gotta show and... up that fucking ghost well yeah it's kind of it and then she's like struggles with it so bad and then he he's just he can just follow her around he's not actually tied to the bed fucking at all so he's physical, he can just follow her but other he can people follow don't her no, not unless he wills it, which we'll fucking get there, fam. Okay, so basically, they're going on this this horse ride where she is struggling with this giant, like Clydesdale, or whatever the fuck, or Shetland pony. Who knows? Is that what we're calling him now? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he sees her and is like watching her struggle and like not helping her because he's kind of a dick. Um, and his like ghost friend shows up because there is a large cast of ghost friends that he has that have the same exact ability to just do whatever the fuck they want, ghost whenever gang. they want. And they just appear sometimes to each other just for funsies, just to hang. This sounds like um, the best AU of the Lost Boys ever. I just, it's, just, so this, okay, so this guy, we're going to get to his book, my, my good friend, <laughs> Frere. We're going to get to his book, my good dude. You know why? Why? He has his own curse. Naturally. Okay. I don't know why I expected otherwise. Yeah. What's the curse? Endless Abigail? boners. Boners everywhere. All the boners. Boners left. Boners right. Comes boners from boner up. Boners reality. down. And he is cursed to please a different woman every night, but never, never find satisfaction himself. By which I believe, by the end of the book, I realized meant that he can't ever. You know what? Some guys have that problem, <laughs> and I'm not going to shame them for it with a joke. All right. Well, they have that problem, sure, yeah, but they don't also have a eternity of boner in them. <laughs> like, like that's. Well, you'd think, but. <laughs> well, I'll, you know, hey, you know, maybe. Uh, but his Stones friend is like, dude, you need to, you need to, you need to go help her because you're being a dick. And he's like, fine. So he does it and he helps her. And then they share a passionate kiss. The boner friend is like, man, maybe, maybe help her with that. He's like, if you don't, I will. And of course he's like, well, you're not going to help her. No, it's, she's my woman. Except like in Scottish or whatever. <laughs> except um, in Scottish. Yeah, except it's in kilt. Um, 
And then uh, he does that. They share a passionate kiss. And then he's immediately an asshole to her again because he freaks out. Because um, he's so, he cannot believe he is attracted to a McDougal. He hates McDougals. McDougals he hates so much. And that part of the plot, unraveling what the fuck happened there, took me until the very end of the book. And I don't believe that was intentional. I think I just genuinely did not understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it just, just took me a second. There's so much. So essentially, here's what I think happened. He was a trusted like son of a chieftain he, i believe he was a bastard um i think i'm pretty sure anyway but but he was like beloved and he had a high, really high rank whatever okay yeah um, mind you i've read like all these books so details may be blurry someone in these books is a bastard that was very loved anyway so he uh so he was assigned basically to marry this young woman from another clan to like solidify an alliance um and while he was on his way he was ambushed by her lover and murdered um and somewhere in there got cursed to haunt what would have been his marriage bed i suppose oh now okay that kind of you kind of get there with me like that kind of makes sense like okay sad but like and then he's cursed to haunt his marriage bed by fate whatever okay you put it on paper and it's like yeah sure that's a ballad go on well then we get to the gem we get to the magic gem (laughs) is actual magic gem yes uh, yes fabulous yes yes next to the undying rose at some point in this kerfluffle with her lover and him he touched a family heirloom magic ruby and that's what cursed him to haunt the bed. Okay. Um. Fuck rubies, I guess. Well, well hey. until he finds hers. Well, here's it the takes deal. Takes a while because he's been. We find the along. ruby again, fam. But it is it is rough. So here's <laughs> the thing. I. They. <laughs> Like this, ah, this. So essentially, after this point, like they start feeling things much more for each other. But he's fighting it really hard, and she's she has come to accept that he is a ghost. And after that point, she's actually kind of okay with things, as I would be. Um, okay, but he's he's ex- struggling at some point, yeah, because of ghost. all his hatred hatred for the McDougals and the McDougal clan. Um, because his former wife was a McDougal, or his former betrothed was was a McDougal. Okay, uh, that all kind of tracks. Here's where you lose me. Because at this point, he decides that he is going to burn her out of his system by fucking just an enormous amount of women. Um, so he goes to this ghost plane, this alternate reality m- moment in time capture of like the 1400s or whatever that his other ghost friends occupy where okay. they just constantly throw the wildest ghost ragers. Um, but it's all medievally. So like it's it's like everyone's dressed in medieval-y stuff. It's like medieval food, whatever. It's like it's his old friend who he knew when he was alive, his like fortress, caught okay. in time, essentially. But they're all aware of time passing. Like they're all ghosts in the present. They just like to hang out in this like little dimensional bubble. And they like to fuck. Um and so he goes to this place knowing full well that 
there's going to be a bunch of ladies that he's going to get down and dirty with. Well, here's the deal. He's about to walk in the door. And I hear you're saying, Abigail, like, oh, there's going to be a moment where he realizes that he actually doesn't want to sleep with these women. He wants to go back and like this is going to be like, cool, cool, cool. That's usually how this happens. That's not what happened, Brendan. Because what happened was she, our main character, Mara, appears to him through her dreams. She is sleeping. They almost fuck on his plaid in front of the the fortress. He gets really close to it, then she disappears. And then he's so angry that he didn't get to have sex with her. He then storms into the fortress and, uh, like, gets very, very close to sleeping with another woman. Like... Full on, she starts like giving him a hand job in the in the like bath. She draws him. His his bonery ghost friend is like, "Dude, do not do this. You are in love with another woman. You will feel fucking terrible. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't, don't do, do it, this." Bro. He's like, "I'm gonna do it." They get very very far, and at the last second, he can't he can't keep his boner up because he feels bad. Is it a last second if you're already getting a handy in the bath? That's my qu- see. That's my quibble. See, that's my quibble. I'd say you've already cheated. And whether you are together or not, emotionally speaking, like, for the reader, it feels like you have already cheated on your girl. Like, no penetration, it doesn't count. Like, no, bro. No, I'm pretty sure the intention was was fully to do this thing that you did. Yeah. Even after, like, he almost did it with her, like, minutes before. Also, if they're, like, drawing a bath, getting into it... It's a prolonged experience. It is a long walk. Like, does he just spend the entire time, like, conflicted? Like, oh, I'm so horny and I so don't think I want this. And oh, but I've got to. No, 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 no. He's like, he's bound and fucking determined. He's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, I got to do it. Of course I'm going to do it. Oh, she's beautiful. And he genuinely, like, gets aroused by this woman and, like, starts to, like, like really get into it. And only at the last second does he, does he, like, start seeing, like, flashes of her, like, um, and then this woman gets like really offended when he like isn't aroused anymore. Yeah, she's all like, that fucking time. Yeah, she starts like massaging his feet. It's really weird. She could have been down at the ghost banquet, picking up some yeah. hot ghost ass, but no, she's got this weird bath motherfucker with a foot thing who doesn't want to do it. Yeah, it's really weird. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed off too. I don't care if I have eternity in like the horny castle. Like, I'd be mad. I'm gonna put one of these little. I mean, one of these little fondant flowers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was... I was going to be like... "Mm, That was crispy. We're doing the whole cream egg ASMR thing. All right. This this turned weird. And then, like, crunch. It's like, oh, that was okay. I think it was already weird. Don't worry about it. Makes this whole experience better somehow. Listen, this is why I don't do recordings at night, because I get punchy. Right? Post-work. Yeah, post-work. I was working today. It was windy. It was windy. It, it was, was windy. It was fucking windy. It was markedly windy. Um, so so he decides to not go go through with it. He physically can't go through with it. Oh, I want to reiterate that all of these people are ghosts. Yeah. Okay. It feels important. Yeah. It feels important to recall that all of these people are ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and this is an interdimensional plane that they are apparently <laughs> in that they can just go to whenever they want. Okay. Totally. And they choose, they choose like medieval Scotland as they're like, he's, he even talks about how much it stinks, how terrible it is. Anyway, so. But he goes he decides, through his fuck on. Sure. He, right. he does. And then he can't do it. So he decides to go back to her. And this is kind of similar to what happened in the, the first book we read was 
we find out that they've like been in this pseudo relationship for like 20 like years or whatever the fuck it is like 10 years sure and <clears throat> through like dream dream lucid dream sharing like they've had long conversations they like have sex all the time like they are in a relationship and we find out that he has like slept with other women he tells her in the he's like yeah in the meantime i've like i've slept with other women and he's like just so that i could forget about you when i couldn't be with you and she's like oh it's like i don't know anyone <laughs> that's wild in the same way like <laughs> happens where where she's like well where were you he's like well I, w- I went to try and fuck another woman but i couldn't and she's like oh funny story i went to this castle of orgies and got I a little was... handy and then was like that's nah, not my flave yeah. here's what we did do but don't worry didn't finish so it doesn't count she did like to suck on my toes might want to try that with you too babe <laughs> but only in the forbidden bed well, here's the deal. They finally commit. He is like still wet from his bath when he appears to her, and they they Glistening. like a bath that he was given. Okay, for there are many layers. By someone this else. Is upsetting. Yes, but also the fact that he's wet. Like he's a ghost. It was a ghost bath. It's ghost water. <laughs> With ghost water. Am I going insane? <laughs> People pay a lot of money for that online. Get some ghost guy gamer water. Oh god! So he appears. There's no god here. There's no. There isn't. He left a long time ago. And he appears and he's wet and they do it and it's beautiful. But then he gets struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you could really easily turn this into like a late. Early thousands rom com, and you wouldn't have to change anything. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No. But here's here's what happens. So every so he he's stuck in this like interdimensional plane. At the same time that she is, mind you, her plot is that she is trying to revive this like estate. Sure. And we never hear anything about it until it's done. So she's like super competent. And it's just like, and then I did all the things that I said I was going to do. And it's a success. And it's like, oh, I would have liked to. That's just what okay. being rich is like. She just paid somebody. She she rode a she's horse. Not. She. Um, well, anyway. It. So like weeks go by. She thinks that like, I don't know. I don't know what she thinks. Right. She's like vacillates between being like, oh, we had sex and now I'm never going to see him again. And then also or like he just like left or whatever or like maybe we broke the curse or maybe like something ha- terrible happened to him whatever. don't you hate it when it you're talking kind of to terrible. a guy and you finally get your intimate night and then he gets struck by lightning and you don't hear you know those aren't him. the kind of sparks we typically ask for huh no but really they're the sparks that we should be <laughs> if you're not being electrocuted actually electrocuted during your orgasm then i don't want it or actually. ghost electrocuted not sure what the lightning is cosmically yeah. electrocuted he is basically pulled into the spirit dimension horny and jail. tortured yeah horny jail and tortured with like spirit lightning for weeks and he is so badly wounded i want to reiterate that he's a ghost sure to continue he's so badly wounded that he cannot come see her because he like can't function finally you know being from san francisco i've heard that same story at like six brunches (laughs) so badly wounded that i can't you know you get in the guy and then you shocked him so bad he's so badly wounded he can't even show up like yeah i mean like you do yeah yeah i mean listen we've all fucked a ghost every now and again 
This isn't news. In Scotland or otherwise. Yeah. Well, buddy. Well, buddy. So guess what? Guess when he appears? When does he? Um, I assume on a wedding day or something. Something dramatic. He appears at the opening of what she has turned into basically like a historic village. Ooh. On her. Yeah, she renfared like, it. Yeah, she renfared it. She did. Um, which is very smart. Uh, Honestly, but, uh, yeah, yeah, um, and those fucking nerds—they'll pay any amount of money. And there's like a there's like a Highland Games, and uh, we get back to the really cringy stuff that Ali, Mc- um, yes, Ali McKay likes to add in, which is that like American women go fucking crazy for Scottish men, mm-hmm. um, and so they just keep trying to look up Scottish men's kilts as they're doing the Highland Games, which um, disgusts me, right? Um, which isn't gross for some reason. There's, first of all, that's morally a terrible thing to do. Right. Secondly, can't fucking imagine anything I'd want to see less than hairy pendulous balls flapping around as a man is playing tug of war Sweaty. underneath the kill. After a dude yeah. threw half a tree. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I've seen some, I've seen some bad things, fam. Like, I can't. That's must be close to the top of the list of things I don't want to see. Already half your listener base is like, go on. Oh, they just got ASMR for the first time. Yeah, congratulations. You just got ASMR'd. Sound effect. Yeah, just kind of flapping sounds. Yeah, just a just a wet slap. <laughs> Um, so guess who appears, but, um, it is, it is Sir Alexander Douglas. Um, here's what's interesting. He brings all of his ghost friends and all of their living descendants who have just come along for the ride because apparently everyone knows about ghosts, except for they can't be known for being, for being ghosts. Um, they're all dressed in their garb, in their, in their garb, and they pretend to be, uh, uh, Renaissance fairmen. Um, Naturally. It, I just, the, I. <sighs> they try to pay for a turkey leg and they're like, fuck's a euro. <laughs> well, um, dude. I need you to really sit and think about the fact that these ghosts who exist in this world went to their living descendants and said, join me at a renaissance fair. Well, Join I mean, me, your ghost ancestor, at a renaissance fair to get my to get my lad his his girl. You wanted your extended universe rules. All of the extended family of these ghosts is just like, yeah, that's just that's just Uncle Bob. He was around eight hundred years ago, and uh, he wants to go to Renfair. So I'm totally gonna do it because you can't say no to Uncle Bob. No. So they go, and of course. Mara and, and Alexander, they are, they are reunited. It's very beautiful. But they very quickly realize that every time they become too close or like too close to physical intimacy, um, that he begins to fade away. And he also experiences excruciating pain in his wounds. Um, yeah, just behind so him, there's, there's a thundercloud like eyeballing him. Like, yeah. fucking do it. Also, Mara's father and terrible stepmother have shown up. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. Dougal, my, my, my dude... My my guy Alexander, I keep forgetting his fucking name. There's so many names in these books. My brain is mush. All I know is eggs. It's like All a I know is Dickens eggs. novel in here. <laughs> I'm just 
there's so much to focus on that the name seems so utterly inconsequential. Also something uttered at the ghost orgy. Yeah. Well, there you go. So much to focus the on. Eggs. The names don't seem important. Oh, that too. Um... <laughs> also eggs. Yes. Go on. Also, also where are the eggs? Oh, they're in there. Oh, exciting. Um... <laughs> so tired. <laughs> So Brendan, it is it is the night of 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 the feast. It's like the closing of the fair. Her father has had a great time. Mara is a smashing success. She gets to keep the castle because she has done all of the obligations. Only problem is she and and Alexander desperately want to be together, but they are trying to figure out how the fuck to do that now that every time they touch for too long, he might disappear. It yeah. might disappear forever. Every time they touch, he um, gets this feeling. He pr- <laughs> he pretty much like. We get the hint that he knows about, like, the hierarchy of, like, cosmic beings, and he knows that, like, if he does anything more, he probably won't come back because he'll be, like, ghost murdered. Because the afterlife is fucking conservative. Yeah, right? Like, it's really, you'd think in 2008 they would be past this sort of thing, but there we go. And yet. Um, Well, Speaking from 2022. (laughs) Brendan, do you want to know how this how this ends? Do they the ends? do they break the curse? They do. They do break the curse. You want to know how? I don't know. Yeah. It does it involve eggs? No, it doesn't. That's... But it does involve finding your man's dead ass body. What? She doesn't have to fuck the corpse, does she? <laughs> no. They leave dinner early from this big feast and her dog that she inherited with the property runs off and they go looking for him. And what do they stumble upon? But the like concave ground around his dead ass buried ass body. And what do we see? The gem. The gem. Yeah, of course (laughs) we do. (laughs) <laughs> that I didn't even know. I had to go back and reread the chapter where it was explained what happened to him because I fully missed yeah, the I, fact that there was a ruby involved. A gem. It's a gem. It's a gem. And what do they wow. have to... Okay, so does he, does he have to propose? Do they have to, like, bring it back to the bed? Does it go somewhere oh, unfortunate? No. You know what he has to do? What does he have to do? <laughs> I'm crying. Me too, Uh, but for different reasons. And you know why they know that they have to (laughs) make a wish? The first thing that comes to mind? A fairy woman, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. So he's had a fairy godmother this entire time. That, yeah, this woman has just been, like, we saw a glimpse of her once, and, and Mara was just like, I guess there's another ghost on the property or whatever. And then no mention ever again. She's like a social and worker. Then, Does she have the rest of the clan and just doesn't get around to them often enough? She's, or? she's just like a fairy. She's like a, like a, like a, you know, traditional creepy fairy, you know? And she's just like, you know, that if you, the reason that you, like, got fucked up was because you accidentally cursed yourself because you wished that you could exact your revenge while you were touching in this in case this wasn't clear to the physical ghost in in case this wasn't clear to you and the reader um 
also, if you wish to have a mortal body back, then you could get one. And, that, and then after that, I'll just take it. I'll keep it safe. I'll keep the gem safe. And then they do that. And then he has a body and no one just questions it or anything. Um, I feel like the fairy that shows up and is like, just give me the magic gem. I'll make the problem Yeah, go see, away. I would That's question sketch. that. <laughs> yeah. The, the gem that can reincorporate me. Yeah. Hmm. Like... Just let yeah. me have it. It's not important. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Uh, so they never explain what they do with his bones, but I presume something. Well, you um, know. Fun bedroom decor. They do something. I I mean, why not? That is the most. Is Does it count as a threesome if one of them is? <laughs> I mean, shouldn't you just dig it up, string it together, pose it on a yeah. chair, and then like. Have him come in, like, with your hands over his eyes and be like, happy birthday. And there's just him <laughs> staring back at him with, like, a little hat. It'd be great. I hear you were having trouble with your boner. <laughs> <laughs> so, haha, and he's like, that's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not funny, actually. <laughs> uh, but it is. Okay. Oh, so, does Well. Does, does the ghost that has the ability to become physical and therefore does not need a mortal body and benefits in almost no way, shape, or form decide yeah. to get a mortal body yeah so that then eventually he can die again and become a ghost goody again. i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah i don't honestly this one i <laughs> i felt like i'd stepped into one of those like wind tunnels at the mall <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah like that's after i finished it i was just like because it ends with them going to visit her dad in philadelphia and Everyone is apparently fucking obsessed with Scotland because her dad has, like, his entire house decked out in, like, Scottish regalia. Um, That's believable. Yeah, sure. Fucking. At this point point in the narrative, that is the most believable part of this. And, like. Least questionable thing. um, And it turns out she's pregnant or whatever. And that's cool. It's good for them. I think. I don't remember. I think so. I think she's pregnant. Oh, again, I listen. With a ghost? Hold on. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes, they, they are pregnant. Well, no, she's not pregnant with a ghost. I was just oh. confirming that she was, in fact, pregnant. Got my hopes um, up. Yes. So, okay. Yes. And that's... Yes. Like, the end, happily ever after? Aside from he has to discover social security numbers and taxes and shit? Yeah, pretty much. And so after that point, we then go into the second book, which involves um, he he appears. That's how I, I, I knew about them. Um, the place that that if you remember where she initially goes to Scotland, she stays at this like Renfair village. Sure. Um, that that was that was these two. That's their place. I was going to say. So there is some there's some continuity. That's being fucking generous. But yes. Hey, you don't I've know. Now, I've now read the other books, and let me tell you, they go from, like, fun rom-com romp to, like, utterly almost incomprehensible, like, dramatic paranormal romance in, like, the last two books in ways that, like, I don't I, I don't understand what happened. Again, I, I just, I know that it feels like I've been ragging on these books, 
genuinely, they are so fucking unhinged. They are so fun and ridiculous. You can read them on Kindle Unlimited. You can read them for free. Which is like, please do it. Which is what you want out of a book like this. You don't want it to make sense. You want it to drag you kicking and screaming through to the end. You know what I fucking love? Somebody who commits to the bit. You're telling me that you were like, I want her to love a a Scottish ghost. Or I don't know, like everyone's done a Scottish ghost. How do we make that fun? I don't know. Maybe make them haunt a bed for like 700 years. Dope. Dope. Sounds great. The editor's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. How do they fuck if he's a ghost? She's like, he's got a body. Don't, yeah, he's got, don't even worry about it. He does have a body sometimes, mostly, a lot of times, whatever he wants. Right. Um, and the editor's like, why? And she's like, do you really want me to go through a hundred pages? Do you fucking care? Or do you want to get to the end of this? And then the editor's like, no, I, I, I want to hear the end. I want to know how the story goes. I need to know where the story goes. And spoilers, the story goes to a random fae woman who appears and tells them to make a wish on a gym. Honestly, that does <laughs> that that does read I what like... I understand about Scotland. You know, I feel like in terms of if there needs to be like a uh, I don't know how to end this book button. End it for me, like emergency release ripcord. It's Deus gonna Ex be Morgan. Yeah. It's gonna be the It's gonna be the gem and the wish. It's like the dragon scale from Dragon Tail. And then she put it on a plug. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. wow. So that was this. I'm exhausted. I f- you know what? Me too, bud. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I just This is the it is the wackest. And all of the books are like this. We will do the we will do the other books. I've read them now. One of them involves an evil wizard. No oh no, we gotta do the wizard (laughs) one next. (laughs) Just skip ahead. If it's five, that's fine. An evil wizard and a and a wand that sucks the souls out of people. (laughs) And it's hidden in a rock. Pretty sure you could uh you could get one of those if you cut the, the returnable little square off the back of the magazine ad. And then sent set in sent in like a check. That was definitely a thing. I mean, I don't know if I wanted a soul sucking wand, I could just get a boyfriend. But I have a problem with that. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> we need some more of my cake, sadly. Uh, drops the mic. <laughs> physically picks up this very well cared for, not all abused mic, and drops it. Listen. I don't know what people want from me. They say they like it when I'm chaotic, and I was feeling punchy today. Yeah, that's why you got a cream egg. That's it. why I got a cream egg. I'm deep in the cream, fam. I'm so I'm neck deep in cream. I, hmm. I don't approve of this message, listeners. You don't get a choice. This isn't your podcast. <laughs> no, we none of us get a choice. No, none of you get a choice when you can be on my podcast. You don't it was get so to funny stop. Allie the other day was like, or the other day today was like, when do I get to be on your podcast with with Brendan? And I was like, I don't think that I'm going to allow that. I was going to, I was in the other room. Spoilers, listeners. I happened to be in the room during one such recording and I listened to the absolute, like rolling down, just Sisyphus rolled the rock of this conversation up the hill and I got to watch it tumble the fuck back down while Sisyphus just lit a cigarette and was like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> I tried so hard, and we were so tired. And you were Sisyphus. <laughs> yes, this podcast is my boulder. It's true. Yeah, or at least Allie. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just me <laughs> pushing Allie a pail. <laughs> just, and rolling her up, and then watching her go, 
back down to the ground, which is kind of what happened at that table. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. She did go horizontal for a while. There was there was a lot of contact with the ground. Oh, God. All right, Brendan. All Brendan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pluggable time. Plug it. Plug uh, that cream egg. I'm definitely plug it. Well, not plugging cream eggs. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Coward. on record. There is no plugging of cream eggs, and I do not condone this activity. Um, don't do it at Ren Fair. Don't do it in antique beds. Don't do it in antique stores. Um, do support independent bookstores and and artists such as this cream egg devouring person. Uh, and beyond that, just careful what you plug, no matter what castle you've gone to or what family you think is running this weird-ass orgy. And you know what? If you get him into the bath... I'm just going to plug this. Give me a second. <laughs> if you get him into the bath and he's already still like, like, like rage, not fucking you, then like, just, he's not that into you and you deserve better. And yeah, don't massage his feet. Just <laughs> Yeah. Maybe don't start at the feet. Maybe don't even end there. Maybe just <laughs> avoid it altogether. <laughs> You know, I can guarantee that, that I was just thinking if he's got nice feet, well, then maybe. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, this bitch is from the 1200s. He does not have nice feet. Everything is going on the wiki, Abigail. Choose your words very carefully. <laughs> if he's got nice feet, don't. As your lawyer, I am telling you not to end that sentence. <laughs> Even my cat over in the corner is like, meow. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Here's the deal is I have a firm stance against feet. Mm. I would never, I have found like devastatingly attractive men instantly unattractive if I've looked down and seen that they are wearing sandals where I can see their feet. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't with that. I do not want to acknowledge that you have toes. I so rarely acknowledge that I have toes. Pretty much only in the shower am I forced to acknowledge that I have feet and toes. Yeah. If you got feet, um, he a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Just he's a he's a, he's a fought. Uh, I I apologize, listeners, to anything I might have contributed to this conversation. <laughs> Almost nothing. This was mostly no, me. No. I just had to sit here and watch it happen. <laughs> I watched every bite of that cream egg so that you did not have to. You got to listen, but oh, <clears throat> you oh, know, God, God. Yeah, I think this one's gonna go down as a real classic. I think people are gonna people are gonna enjoy it. My my grandmother probably not so much, but you know, <laughs> hey, no, your grandma's gonna love it. She's gonna think you're charming and that I need to do better. Um, so <laughs> that's typically how that shakes out. <laughs> All right, okay, my plug rules now. I have things. I have lots of things. Plug it. Um. I'm going to plug that cream egg, baby. Plug it in. Crack it, it open. In. Suck the cream out. Mm, oh. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. It's Bavarian. No. Or is it? <laughs> oh. I don't want to approach any part of that. <laughs> uh, okay. So, if you're looking for this, this sweet, sweet cream, you can get it... <laughs> That visual that visual gag doesn't work well uh, on the audio medium. No, but the audio gag um, would have been uh, upsetting to your audience. That's true. I don't want you gagging in my audience's ears or mine. Um, <clears throat> okay. If you want to get in contact with me, God help you. I don't know why. After listening to this, you would want to get in contact with me, but you can't. Don't do it. 
mistake. It is a mistake. I don't want. Most most people, nine out of ten doctors agree that it's a mistake to get in contact with me. And we but haven't you found the tenth. Don't listen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't contribute if you can't be found. Uh, so you can you can contact me at kingdomofthirst at gmail dot com at kingdomthirst on Instagram or Twitter at Abigail K Kelly on Twitter. Um, I have a Discord server. The link is below. The link to this book is also going to be below. You can't really get it in print anymore. God help you, um, unless you go on the eBay like I did. But you can get it on Kindle Unlimited. Please do. It's very good. Very fun. It'll take you on a ride. It sounds um, like you. I mean, Brendan, you should read it. <laughs> I, I I feel like I've rode. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So you also can find my stuff, which this is not the most stellar pitch. I think this episode on the whole for my ability to write and tell stories in <laughs> a rich and engrossing tapestry. <laughs> but if you think that you would like to know more about what I write, many apologies. Um, you can find that at patreon.com slash works by Abigail. I have a serial that comes out. We are you have a going serial? to be- I know. It's the joke really fucking never gets old. Let me tell you. Oh, there's a kitty cat. Hi, Aria. Wow. Spectacular. She looks very proud of me. Um, she likes all that cream egg talk. She unfortunately uh, does. <laughs> too much. Uh, yeah. So the, the serial has 11 chapters now. Um, this month is going to be, it might be past time to be like optimal for money wise to, to join, but it's always a good time to join. But if you join the first of May, oh, fuck me, April, May, yes. If you join the first of May, Months. here's the deal. Here's what's fucking just the coolest thing about this. You join the first of May uh, to my Patreon. You will get two full novellas, complete and ready to read all at once. And you will get like 14 chapters of my novel, Consort's Glory, um, <clears throat> to binge all at once, plus a ton of art and all this good stuff. So... If you want that, if you want all that goodness, um, do it. Also, we have a fun Discord and stuff for that as well. So that's it. There, there, I probably have more things. We have like a bookshop.org account. We got all this stuff. All the links are below. If you're interested at all, do it. Share it with your friends. I, or don't. This episode was... I ate a lot of cake. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Share it. See what happens. Yeah. You will find out who your true friends are when you share this episode. Um, but you know what? If you loved it or if you hated it, both things, you should leave a comment on your respective platform that you're listening on if that is a function that is available to you and just say something about eggs. Yeah, Both will help the algorithm, the hate and the love. Yes. Let the hate yes. flow through you. It is all the same to me. Let the cream egg flow through you. Let the cream out. Let the egg cream out. Mmm, delicious. All right, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Goodbye, my creamy friends. <laughs> Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media/podcasts.